Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, Brandon and I are talking a little about a pretty hot topic in football in, in the NFL, and that is concussions and head injuries. Man, how are you doing first, Brandon? How's life? Life is good. Life, well, good-ish. My little boy, my little three-year-old, broke his arm. I heard, distal, yeah. Distal humerus fracture. He, mm. he was, his, his, Rachel, my, his mom, my wife, was doing yoga, and he was just climbing on her back, and he fell like two feet mm. and just landed... Awkwardly perfectly bit, wrong yeah. and he's like she knew immediately like it was like a different kind of cry that kind of thing but mm. he's in a cast now he's getting a lot of attention yeah. with that cast so mm-hmm. he's, he's but wasn't right. displaced yeah. though right so was, so that's good oh yes yeah, it's, it's a yeah. bit of crack he has oh, yeah. he has his follow-up appointment follow-up x-ray tomorrow just to make sure that thing's healing right mm. and if it's not he's gonna have to get a pen if it is mm. then it's just three three weeks of the cast and he's gonna be good to go yeah that's, my, my, oh, that's all scary i, I think man. i'm gonna get him to do a little pt here yeah not with me but yeah, with yeah. One of our colleagues just just a couple sessions just to make sure that elbow and that arm's working right. yeah so, for sure man that'd be good now 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 the big question is who are you gonna ask to have do it? <laughs> you gotta figure, I, like you gotta look at like her, who would you respond? But would you respond with like with um, would it be like a female therapist be better? What, yeah, you gotta. Yeah. He likes girls a lot, yeah. so it's gonna mm-hmm. have to be a female therapist. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. We got a few of those that are pretty good. I think they yeah, all would so do awesome. We'll have to see. Yeah, yeah we'll shout out to our all of our, our awesome therapists, male and female. We're pretty lucky there. Told him we give him a shout out. <laughs> got to give Tavi and Mara and Amy and Thomas and Sydney and Aaron and, uh, and who I'm probably gonna miss them. I'm throwing yeah, them out yeah. quick. Um, we got yeah everybody. We're pretty lucky. So I'm. He'll be in good hands. Yeah, Thomas and Tommy have a, have a podcast, Dale Donuts. Yeah, and, dude, Dale um, Donuts pretty great. Got to yep. check that out, too, yep. if you're in the podcast game. They're pretty fun, especially if you're a new clinician. I know we get a lot of new clinicians. Their podcast is cool because they, they focus a lot on issues that new clinicians have mm-hmm. navigating that whole time. And so they've had financial advisors on there. They've had – like, it's been – it's pretty cool what they've, what they've done with that. So, yeah, check yep. out our, our, our colleagues and their podcast. Yeah, and Tommy mm-hmm. Thomas, there's our shout-out, so I'll see you an invoice for that. Yeah, uh-huh. there it is. We're charged yep. for that. Yep, <laughs> Anyway, dude, Tua's injury. Holy Injuries. cow. Injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching that live because they were playing my Bengals, and uh, thankfully my Bengals have picked up their uh, play a little bit after a terrible 0-2 start. But, um, dude, that was ugly. I remember like my wife and I were watching it, and I looked at her, and I said, that. I said that's not good. Like That's a, that's a really rough one with the way he was posturing afterwards, mm-hmm. like fencing posture. Um, it would it, – yeah, she's like, like, what, what's going on with his hands? Yeah, and I was like, that tells you something is wrong. <laughs> well, why don't, like, why don't you back up and paint the picture mm-hmm. for the whole thing? Because, because injury one is probably what led to injury yeah. two. So, why don't you talk about like what happened to the first on the timeline between yeah, those two? So, so set up the rest of the Yeah, so the NFL, it's already football's already kind of brutal enough, right? Playing one game a week, but the NFL has Sunday games, and then you can cut, turn around and play Thursday night the next week, right? So, so you can have a like a four day turnaround. And so the Dolphins had that; they played on the Sunday. Sunday before, and then they played the Bengals on Thursday night. And on the Sunday before, Tua got slammed pretty hard to the ground, got pushed backwards and landed and hit his back of his head on the ground pretty hard. And he had a lot of the classic signs of, of, of a head injury, right? He's like shaking his head, like kind of rapid, like almost like try to snap out of it a little bit. He tries to stand up and almost run, and he crumbles back to the ground a little bit on what they what they term like gross motor instability, um, uh, back to the ground. He ends up coming off the field. It's right before halftime, goes in halftime, gets, gets evaluated, plays he comes back and plays later in the game and um, the after that the the Dolphins and Tua himself were saying things like you know actually this this is all my a back my back thing like my back injury my backs have been a, been a problem you know so me crumpling to the ground was because of back pain um, but you know everybody was already questioning like this is this is looking pretty 
pretty shady here, you know, or something doesn't look right. Yeah, you know, yeah. me or you're lying on. Yeah, and so so he wasn't even in concussion protocol for that week because the NFL, if you have a concussion, you're in a protocol. You have certain things you have to pass. But I know we'll talk about the protocol here in a little bit. But he, uh, so he played Thursday night and he gets tackled pretty aggressively, slammed down. You know, like sacks. You know, I don't think it was a dirty play, but you know, aggressive sack uh, by a Bengals defensive lineman and hits his head in the ground again and goes into that posturing type thing where his his uh, his elbows are flexing, his hands are in front of his body, his fingers are. Torting a little bit, and it 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 looked ugly. It yep. was um, you, and I, I kind of wish. I know they have a job to do, but I kind of wish they hadn't kept showing the replay uh, a couple times because it was it was it's if you know what's going on there, it's pretty gruesome to think about like what just happened to that guy. And I know that you know the average football fan maybe doesn't understand that, but um, right. it was it was a gruesome scene. And so he got taken to the hospital. Um, and the crazy thing, they let him fly home that night, which like that I know. And then I read a lot of stuff afterwards because I thought there's no way that should be allowed. And apparently, there's not any current evidence that says. As you are worse off long term post concussion um, if you fly within those first 24 hours, at least from what I had read. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my mind, I'm like, how do they not keep him for observation after that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they discharged him, said, Mom, he flew home with the team that night. Right. And, and that's the thing about the flight issue is if you've worked with concussions, you realize that no two are alike. They can be wildly different mm-hmm. than the others. And the effects of how those barometric pressure changes are going to affect somebody could be completely yeah, how different do you than know? the other person. Yeah. And so I don't think that's an easy thing to put into a journal article. I think that yeah. tends to be a little more of a case study for type sure. of situation for sure. But, but. yeah, I, I, and and so this obviously brought up discussions about you know, who messed up the protocol. Yeah. Somebody got fired, right? Who, yeah, who, so, so the way the NFL does their current stuff is there is now – what they call unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants. I'm assuming those are physicians. I, I didn't actually look that uh, that part up. Um, but they are supposed to be third party. They are jointly paid by the league and the NFL Players Association to basically assist in this whole process. They are they are watching the game, and if they see somebody exhibiting signs of a head injury, they actually can call down to basically the referees and basically get the person out of the game. They have that power, um, and they also are involved in conjunction with the team physicians to to decide if someone is still able to play. And so uh, ultimately, I believe the team physicians are who clear you. I don't think that this person has to. I think they are just providing input. And uh, I, I don't uh, – somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, but apparently the the neurotrauma consultant from that game has been fired. Um, but there's this big investigation, of course, right? The NFL had already actually – the NFL Players Association had already launched an investigation prior to the second injury because they didn't think he should have gone back in after the first one. But then after the second one – one, there's like a joint investigation between the NFL and the NFL Players Association to determine was the protocol followed and then if it was followed and this is the result, obviously change needs to be happening. And and that's what they determined. They determined that the protocol was actually followed to, per what was written, but clearly the result wasn't what was intended. So now they're talking about making changes to the protocol because clearly if the protocol allowed him to be on the field and this happened, then something needs to change. Yeah, for sure. So, and, and, and you got to think that neuro trauma consultant or whatever that title mm-hmm. is that was just a scapegoat they had to first for sure. somebody's head had to roll and, and that's, that's a terrible pun i'm sorry NFL, but yeah. nfl's always do they tolerate a lot of stuff and historically have they're just they always have to have somebody they, they got to fire yeah. the, it's the, it's on the, the image thing the head injury image yeah. is is rough right now and so then we got to get into the concussion protocol i don't i don't i don't know what his concussion protocol was yeah. but it's it's always kind of been bs right concussions mm-hmm. have been the wild west and mm-hmm. have always been and probably will always be the wild west especially nfl yeah. what it shows is that at the highest level 
where you would think that they have the best protocols in place is yeah. kind of bullshit. And yeah. It, uh, yeah, honestly, it's probably as simple as how you feeling, man? Feeling good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel fine. All right, get back out there. Yeah. That sort of thing. And 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 there's and I could be wrong. So you know, don't quote me on that. Especially if you work the NFL, listen to this. But you know, we know that there's still some impact testing being used, which is like your baseline testing. And everybody yeah. knows you sandbag, you sandbag it. Yeah. You try to you make your, your baseline, baseline test so yeah. low. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you don't have to worry about testing lower than that. You might you're, you might right. actually then try on it and actually test better. Right. And um and that and so there have been former players that have actually talked about that since this injury on talk shows. I think uh, I think Bart Scott may be on one of the ESPN shows or something. I can't remember who. There's been a couple players. I can't remember who they were. Um, but they come out and basically said like, "Yeah, we sand we sandbag those things, yep. man. You learn how to pass. You learn how to pass those tests." Right. And 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 be honest with you, I don't blame them. If I was if I was in the NFL, if I was in the league, I would do whatever I could to get out there and play. Yeah. And that's one thing they're trying to figure out is like, how do you? Because players want to play, right? And yeah. players they they because they know if they're not on the field, like you know, there's somebody going for your spot, right? Mm-hmm. If you can't be on the field or can't show you can be on the field and continually produce, they will find somebody else. It's right. a quick. I mean, the average lifespan of an NFL player in terms of their timeline in that lifespan in general, but lifespan of their NFL career, I should say, um, is super short, like a couple years max like and so they are trying to capitalize on their gifts financially as much as they can right now so you almost have to find a way to keep players from from doing this to themselves in some way and and so there's the argument that other players should police it and i know that probably happens a little bit but um but again all the players kind of have that understanding too it's you know joe joe burrow talked about afterwards of course i follow everything Bengals, so so that's i can mainly speak to what they said about it and he was like you know we we know the risks. Like you're gonna, you're probably gonna have concussions here. You might have long term effects from that. You're gonna have broken bones. You're gonna tear your ACL. Um, and, and he goes, you know, it is. We understand that the the league is violent, and that is football, and that is what we signed up for. And and we're paid handsomely for it. And be, you know, because of that, we're willing to put ourselves through that. And so a yeah. lot of like these things, it's it doesn't make it easier to see. Um, and and he then of course wished two of the best and says you never want to see that happen to anybody. But um, a, a lot of it like this is this is kind of the uh the secret of the nfl that's not a secret right yeah. we all know this is happening but everyone's kind of like well that's just how it is yeah. you know <laughs> I, I, i'll be honest with you i think that might be the solution because again going back to the nfl and the image i mean they're constantly trying to put things out there for the public to make them look like they're doing some even, yeah, even the guardian caps remember right. guardian caps yeah yeah, yeah. they're and they're mm-hmm. doing all these these this research about changing helmet technology and it just face value it doesn't make sense because even though you could do something some kind of magic cushion to decrease the direct trauma to direct blow to the skull that brain is still going to slosh yeah yeah you might perfect Project, uh, protecting a skull right, fracture, right. but you're, the brain's still going right. to be exactly. you know, moving. So, I mean, you know, if you're, I think it might actually be refreshing if some NFL spokesman, Roger Goodell, somebody would be like, hey, you join the league, you're going to get fame, you're going to get hose, you're going to get money, and you're also going to get brain damage. You're a modern day gladiator. That's just how it goes. And, <laughs> and I think that, you know, while that might be a shock to the system, that once they realize that that's actually what happens whenever you join the league, that you're going to be okay with that. It's just it, CTE, brain damage is inevitable. It's just yeah. how it goes. Um, the, uh, you know, they, they, the NFL has really worked. The, so the NFL is constantly going to be dealing with image issues, not just with this, right? Um, we already just saw the, all, the whole Deshaun Watson thing, right? And so, and you've had the domestic violence stuff that they've had to work through with previous oh, gotcha. players. And, and so you have, this is the, the newest and won't be the last thing the NFL's got to try to figure out how to 
how to navigate. And so part of it was this, this, these guardian caps are making players wear um, in preseason and stuff. And they apparently, according to their own data, they have reduced the occurrence of concussions amongst like linemen mm-hmm. um, uh, who are wearing it during the preseason. But, you know, and so that's, that's great. Um, but, you know, it's not like during the season they're wearing them. It's not like it's, it's something that has much carryover. Um, and, and, some people would argue that by having better helmet technology and things like that, it makes people feel more invincible and they might actually utilize their, their head and their helmet as part of their play um, in, in ways that they shouldn't um, because they can get away with it. And then you go into the season and you inevitably don't have that extra cushion and now what happens? Um, yeah, you're so, so the, used to hitting the circle so, yeah, exactly. and also you read the helmet. Yeah. So that's going to be that's gonna be a exactly. big it's like it's, yep. it's Yeah, it's... It, the hell just got to steer right into it. Mm. You, you play football, you get brain damage. This is how it goes. Uh, there, you know, at this point, it's hard to it's hard to deny that there's this correlation between those two things. You know, between CTE and um, and football, and and so the NFL is probably going to be walking this line forever. Well, you got to think about it too. Like outside of football, it's well documented. If you get a significant blow to the chest, like even riding a jet ski, you hit a wave, you're going to get some type of head trauma, like a, maybe yeah. a mild concussion. Those things add up over and over again, and then the NFL fellas like literally get hit by a bus yeah and that's what they 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 have these rules against like forcible contact to the head and neck area but like you're saying you don't have to hit the head for there to be a concussion right right? right? you can you get a big hit to the body and you're you're thrown in a certain direction that brain sloshing around a little bit yeah and so going back to Tua it would appear that the second injury, the Thursday night game, was basically second impact syndrome. Yeah, exactly, so which is super, super acute dangerous. Acute damage from mm-hmm. the first one that makes it makes you way more susceptible to a worse injury, even death. Right? If you ever mm-hmm. watched some of these documentaries, these high school football players, mm-hmm. you'll see that they the second impact usually looks very mild on camera, and a lot of times they die from that, yeah. that kind of thing. So honestly. He was probably lucky to be alive, right? Yeah, now, he's you know? uh, and and you know what's crazy is so he actually, as far as I know, he was just, he was cleared Sunday this past Sunday. And he missed one week. Mm-hmm. He missed and and well, he missed one week and then on the game, so that would have been a week and a half because they played on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And then so at two and a half weeks, um, where he got cleared on that game day, he didn't play in it because he hadn't really practiced and done this. So, yep. so he didn't play. So two, but he's in line to be the starter this week. So it'll be three three and a half weeks if my math is right that. He will be back on the field starting in the NFL. Yeah, and so you, you got to think. I mean, he there's no way he's recovered from what yeah, happened. Yeah, and that's why I want to ask you he, about he, that. I yeah, mean, it's it's very common, even much. I, I guess concussions with a much milder mechanism, they can often be present for years yeah. at a time. So you, you have symptoms forever. You, you got to think if you're in the NFL, you're you're probably constantly concussed, maybe at a low grade, and maybe you just get used to. It. I don't really know how that works because I've never been anywhere close to that level. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But again, there's there's if you're if you're literally going by what we think we know at least about just the physiology of a brain injury, he probably still concussed, and he probably still going to be concussed probably for the rest of the season. But again, if I'm Tua, I'm playing right because the rules are going to allow me to do it, and yeah. I know that the, for me the reward outweighs the risk, right? You know, I for think, sure. I, I literally think if you're if you're in the league, especially in that position as an NFL quarterback, you got to be asking, "Am I am I willing to die to play this sport?" And for a lot of people, yeah, I mean, you're making generational, well, in, you know, wealth. We've income. seen that with the Olympics yeah. too, right? They ask people like, "Hey, if you knew you were gonna you lose five or ten years off of your life, and but you, to to get yeah. a gold medal, would you do it?" And it was, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was over ninety yeah. percent. It was a, an overwhelming majority were like, "Oh hell yeah, I'll take the gold yeah. medal." And it, it's just, and that's that's a different motivation. But when right. it comes to money for your family, like. 
that's People why I think, do crazy things for that. That's why I think that you just I go back to you have to you have to steer right into it and just quit playing pretend with these fake protocols and this fake helmet technology. That's not going to change anything and just you know own up to what comes with the sport, the risk versus reward. I think that people would actually appreciate that just because, I don't know, I feel like our society likes to get lied to these days, but yeah. that's for a different well, the So then it moves to the next question. You know, you've got a couple kiddos. I, you know, I will hopefully be maybe blessed with children one day. Um, but... You know, your kids, you, Bo, Bo going to be able to play football? I, absolutely not. And, and this, and I, I made this decision years ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, there's there's no way I'm letting Bo play football. And it's not that I'm going to keep him away from all sports, but definitely not football. I'll have to reevaluate the, other, reevaluate the others as we go along the lines. But, again, I, I'm, I, I feel confident saying if you play football long enough, there's a 100% chance you're going to get some brain damage for some yeah. degree. You know, maybe you're not going to be as, you know, not everybody's going to get severe CTE like we're seeing with. Like, yeah, Aaron Hernandez type yes, stuff. Yes, Aaron Hernandez. Um, that guy, yeah. Junior Seau. That's just tragic, man. Antoni- the, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Jeez. Yeah, dude, that's that a whole, the best. Dude, Antonio Brown, if anybody's not been following that, he, um, he of course, had the outburst on the field. But he's like... He's having some serious stuff still going on now yeah. with like in Dubai, like oh. basically assaulting yes. you know, people. Um, and, and I mean, he's just, yeah. And he's it's like, it's like he's the, a different person from his pre where he got knocked out by Vontez Perfect, um, which again, that was uh, a former Bengal and that was a pretty dirty play. I got to be honest. Um, and, and uh, you know, he's not the same guy. You look at like him talking into the reporters and interviews like before all of that. And, and a lot of it now, I know again, there's a lot of life experience between there yep. too, but a lot of it, it yeah, I, I think you, it would be naive to think that there isn't some other contributing factor that's probably related to those head traumas. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's almost like the filter just got completely yeah, removed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's doing some things now where you're just like, he needs he needs some serious help. Like, yeah, he really there's no, does. There's no impulse control. There's wow. none. None. Yep. Um, but, yeah, dude, I don't... It's hard for me on the kids thing about whether... I mean, I'm sure once I have children, I'll want to wrap them in bu- bubble wrap and, and, <laughs> and protect yep. them if I can. But it, it, football was such a big part of my life for a while. I mean, I played from nine until 18. And, you know, it, it was... I mean, we won, my senior year, we won a state championship, and it was like... 15 of the best weeks of, of, you know, I would say at that time, it was like of my life, obviously been in some great things since then. Yeah. But at that time, I mean, it was so formidable, right. and, you know, in terms of the learning how to be a part of the team, meeting some of the, your best friends that you have the rest of your life, um, you know, the... Uh, that environment it was oh it was so much fun and mm-hmm. I, I miss that feeling too but at the same time I'm like I look back and I think I got pretty lucky I didn't yep, have anything yep. crazy at least that I know of I didn't have anything too crazy happen to me um, on the football field um, so I, I mean I have a metal plate in my face but that was a baseball thing <laughs> not yeah. a football thing right. um, so so I, I don't know it's hard I'm kind of leaning the same thing you are I know my wife is like heck no, heck no. Yeah. Um, so. yeah I think it kind of goes back to like what your what your thoughts and beliefs are about a, a, a child's ability to make a decision for themselves for looking at those long term outcomes mm-hmm. and, and I, I got to think about myself you know I feel like my frontal lobe wasn't fully formed. I was at least thirty. I'm still trying you know, there's to no way, that out. No way. No way. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm all the way there yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got. I got to make that decision for my kids. Yeah, and I stand by that. I, I firmly believe that I would would not let them start as young as I did. I, I mean, I was playing fourth. I think fourth grade. Maybe I started playing football. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got. If I'm going to go that route, it's got to at least be more of like a high school type decision. But even then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure I will get overruled in my house with that. So probably they won't be playing regular football. Yeah. Um, but um, I just hope they like baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and nothing comes without risk, right? Occasionally, you can get you get hit in the face, get a metal plate in your 
yeah, you know, <laughs> casual, you know. Right, but but, it's but actually, I had plastic surgery. The surgery yeah. was the surgeon was a plastic surgeon, so I can officially say I've had plastic yeah, surgery on my got, face. Got some work done. I got some work done on my face. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool though. They went in under my lip, um, and they went in through like in up into my hairline. So like you can't, there's no scar, visible scar, which is kind of yeah. cool. So um, that's a whole nother yeah, conversation. But, you know, nothing, nothing, in no sport is going to come without risk. And right. it just I think it should come down to the individual, the the parents and, and their families and what they kind of feel comfortable with. Because at the same time, I don't believe that somebody else needs to dictate that for you. But right. I do think that it is important for people to be informed about what those risks are. Dude, and, yeah. And so, you know, that's about how, do, how you do that on the mass scale. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I think it's important that people should know what they're getting into. Yeah. And I think it is unbelievable to think about how different we view football now where we watch these hits and we almost cringe versus like, I know like 15 years ago, if we watch some of these hits, like the person is celebrating over the knocked out guy on the ground and the crowd's cheering and, and we're all pumped up. And I mean, you're laying out defenseless receivers and like it, it, I think about like how far we've already come with it mm-hmm. in terms of least recognition of the problem. Now, I don't know if that's going to lead to finding any kind of solution. Like you mentioned, there may not be one, but it is it is so interesting to see how the game really has already changed. So with that being said, do you do you think that the NFL will continue to exist 10, 20 years from now? Because it's still, I mean, it's it still is. very popular, still oh a huge gosh, moneymaker. Right? Money it all comes down make. to how much money it's going to make at the end of the day. See, here's the thing. Like, I see this happen, and it, like, it makes me cringe, but... I've watched every Bengals game since. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, and, and so it's so it's and you know, and I'm still watching Carolina every week. Um, so probably watching Ohio State every yeah, week. Still, I still like, like UFC as well. Yeah, like and so it's like the. It's kind of one of the things is like as a society, if us being okay with it, if that like as long as we're we continue as a society to be okay and keep watching it, like there will always be a neat market for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, glad you got to think. Gladiators have been around since the beginning of time, right? This is modern day gladiators yeah, in a sense. It's almost like it's just you know? ingrained in our DNA. Like that, we yeah. just we always tend to gravitate towards these like super you know human, like almost like like superhero action figure types. Yeah. Like it's it's just it never it never changes. It's been like way since the beginning of time. It's pretty yeah, wild. I think and so that's these that's our this is our version of, of your gladiator type thing that they probably had in, in ancient Rome. Yep. And, and so essentially I think it will probably as long as that money's there, yeah, probably keep going. And that there I think the reality is if the NFL were to all of a sudden go away one day, something else would take its place. But, I mean you've seen you've seen that try to happen, right? I mean that you remember the XFL without the rules where you could do basically whatever you wanted. Oh, yeah. Um, he, remember he hate he me. hate me. Yes, he played a little for the Panthers in some yeah, yeah. way. Uh, oh, I can't remember his his, his uh, regular. His no, name, but I remember he hate me. Remember he hate me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, moral of the story: football, yeah, a little dangerous. So, and brain, um, the brain is is a delicate structure. But yeah. I tell you what's not delicate. I'll tell you what can take a beating. That turtle box, dude. Turtle box has been great having that turtle box over at our other clinic where we have downtown. That has been our source of music during the day, and it has been awesome because I don't worry about it being near where we're lifting weights. Because you knock that thing over, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, gonna be fine. We <laughs> actually tested it out. We set it up on a couple boxes. Tavi kicked a soccer ball into it. Pretty impressive. It took her about two tries, and she yeah, she accurate. got some skills. Um, somebody threw a football into it, knocked mm-hmm. it down, beat it up. I hit it with weights for the commercial a little bit, and that yeah. thing that thing is as advertised and supposedly. You can get it wet. You can throw it in the water. You know, people play. People take them to the beach all the time. So that's pretty um, cool, man. Be sure to check that. Check that out. There's a there's a code for that. That's grit because we are now part of the Proven Grit Network. So yeah, the yeah. code is G R I T. If you go to the Turtle Box website, and that's in our show notes. That's awesome, man. And and you know, honestly, like for me, look, talking about this stuff makes me want to potentially potentially try to. Um, 
follow up on like what you did with uh, some of the Con Ed as it relates to uh, the concussion. I know you went to the uh, American Institute of Balance uh, course. That's been a little while, right? Yeah, I was. Yes, almost. I was doing the math. It's almost been six years ago. So I, my stuff is. I've, I've kept up here, here and there off MedBridge. By the way, uh, Discoco, yeah, Better hey, MasterPod, best deal they offer. Best deal they offer. I've man. kept up with some things with MedBridge, but I would say for the most part, my my concussion management content has gotten outdated so i actually have that on my list of things for 2023 i'm gonna look at doing a hybrid vestibular and concussion course just to get some more updates i need to do that as well but i still that course was well done and one of the things i really liked that i didn't think i would was that it was actually taught by audiologists and they just seem to have a completely different perspective than the PT side when it comes to explaining what happens physiologically to the brain and how you assess it. Now, the treatment side, you know, with them not being physical therapists, it was a little more basic, in my opinion. Um, Still effective in terms of how you would treat, like, some of the vestibular issues, like the BPPV that would come with that. But as far as what you might do to management more so on the movement side, uh, you know, I think that's where it kind of becomes a little bit of an art. Right, for sure. you, You customize it based off the person in front of you. That's what yeah. I think. For yeah, sure, man. But it was good. Well, I might great, go back yeah. to them. I, you I know, know, I'm, yeah, I'm they do, all the they do a great job. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, my all my concussion education has been secondhand from you and, and by then. Yeah, I guess by the transitive property from them. You know? So, uh, so I, I think for me, I, that's something I want to expand on too. Because I mean, this is something, especially you know, not just with football, but other sports like concussions. These things aren't going away. You know, yeah. car accidents. Uh, you know, any you know, just even soccer jumping for a header. You know, there's there's going to be concussions. And there's a need for it as PTs to help treat it. Right. And this this too. I mean, we're a little bit late talking about this, but this two thing still a pretty hot topic in the news right now. So it it's bringing more awareness to it. And we're in the middle mm-hmm. of football season right now. And so I think that as time goes along, therapists are going to be expected more and more to be able to yeah. treat concussions effectively. And I think so. what we realize is we still don't know much about the brain at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm we like to think we do. Well, that was, <laughs> that was one of the things that stood out from the AIB course is they – they showed a picture of the Broadman brain that you get in a row, which yeah, yeah. has the brain divided into like oh, know, yeah, seven yeah, different, exactly. different colors. And then they mm-hmm. said, this is what it looks like on this model. This is what it looks like in reality. And I swear it was like a Jackson Pollock painting, mm-hmm. just showing you how many different areas are responsible for different things. And so that's why no two are alike. And yep. it's not just going to affect your frontal lobe, personality, impulse control, or just affect your vision. It's going to affect a little bit of everything all the time. And so you need to know how to assess and treat a little bit of everything when they come in. Yep. So it's, uh, I think that that's, that's at least going to be a big focus for us to continue trying to grow mm-hmm. in that area. But um, yeah, if you don't have time to get one of those courses, I mean, MedBridge has some great options too. Yep, so it's a sure. way to get started. But uh, yeah, obviously we hope Tua gets better and I hope he never has to experience any other thing like this. Um, you know, yeah, poor guy, man. He's been through it. Dude, he has to the hip. Oh, he had the, he has had two tightrope procedures on his ankles. You know, oh, um, yeah, he had the tight. He had that and played like two weeks later. It's freaking, yeah. He's freaking nuts, man. Um, so it's had he yeah, he's had both ankles, hip, um, probably other things, but then also now multiple head injuries. Like that's a lot. I'm to a, mm-hmm. I'm finished out of contract, taking my money Dude, and riding off in the sunset. He could, he could retire today and, and never yeah. work again. You yeah, know, but but you know what though, it's as a competitor you love it and yeah, you don't want I mean, to let your teammates down and you and now it's like i got to get back for them that's it's, a, not, it's that's their life mindset you know yeah. like, and that's that's something that i, I don't think I, the average person much i, I can't no. relate to well right? i mean look it's at tom a, brady right i mean he's now decided he decided to come back for another season and it seems like that might have been the straw that broke camel's back in terms of his marriage right and right. like that's like there's the the these competitors, they're a different breed. They're yeah. a different breed than us. I know, know, like different episodes talk about work-life balance, that kind of thing. But I think that's the commonality is when you find people that are the best at what they do, there are going to be some sacrifices for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And and that's just, I think, what the champion mindset takes for a lot of aspects in life, whether it's sports, business, that kind of thing. And so 
you, you know, you gotta, you gotta accept it for what it is. Yep. You ain't yep. kidding, man. Well, uh, I'm glad we got to sit down and chat a little bit about it. I think it was something that we had talked, at least informally. I know the day after in the clinic, that was all any of us could talk about. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my God, did you see all that? Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we got to sit down and put some thoughts out there. But um, yeah, um, I think that's all I got, brother. That's it. So be sure to take advantage of all the links in the show notes, all of our sponsors and affiliates. We appreciate y'all. This is Better Faster Podcast. We're out.